Welcome to the TJI Preaching and Ministry Podcast, your source for all things preaching and ministry from the Jenkins Institute. This is your host, Jonathan Sanford, and now your friend, Jeff and Dale Jenkins. Good afternoon, or as Dale would say, morning, evening, night, midday. What else, Dale? I don't know. Snack. <laughs> Tea. <laughs> and crumpets or something. <laughs> well, welcome to the Jenkins Institute podcast on preaching and ministry. I'm Jeff Jenkins. I'm here in Flower Mound, Texas, and I'm joined today by my brother Dale, who I think is in Tennessee. I'm in Spring Hill, Tennessee. Spent the morning with your twin. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, well, that's good. Good for him. It was a lucky day then. Had a good time with Bill Watkins this morning and good day. So uh, what are you up to these days? Anything exciting going on? Do you think Bill Watkins and I look alike? I think y'all look just alike. Really? Ridiculous. You know, the odd thing is our wives look alike too. That's really what's odd. Yep. It's funny when we go to Red River and people come up to me and Laura and talk and they think that we're Bill and Beverly. So we, we get a big kick out of that. Of course, it's nice to be to look like Bill Watkins the way he preaches. <laughs> you, get, you get lots of compliments. Hello, well, Bill Dale. Uh, we are uh, involved in our podcast on preaching and ministry, and this week is our week for help desk. Is that what we call it? It is help desk time. Yes, sir. Okay. And so we use this podcast uh, once a month to answer questions that people have uh, specific questions about ministry and about preaching. And so we have, looks like a backlog of questions. Yeah, you've got, we've got five or six at least, maybe a couple more. And uh, we, we need to, and, and we won't get to all of them today. We try to give them good attention and do two or three at a time. And we need to go ahead and tell people, Jeff, how to send in questions if they'd like to. Okay, if you would like to send in a question, Send it to uh, tji at the jenkinsinstitute.com. You got it. Is that right? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Jeff, I'll ask the first question you can answer. I'll ask the question you answer. That works well for me. Okay. Well, we'll see how that goes to begin with anyway. Okay. Uh, young preacher writes, I'm still fairly new in pulpit ministry after spending a few years in youth ministry. Uh, still new to ministry in general. One of my biggest struggles is time management. I find myself in the office late on Saturday or on Sunday morning, finishing up sermons. Can you give me some advice, suggestions on how best to spend my time? How much time a week should I be spent in visiting, outreach, studying, preparing, etc.? Should I do a little bit of everything each day or do certain things on certain days? So uh, the first thing I would say when I see that note about um – my biggest struggle is time management. I want to say welcome to the club. Welcome to life. Yes, sir. Life in preaching and ministry. Uh, I would say probably, Dale, through the years uh, that preachers who have come to me and ask me questions about preaching and ministry, uh, the biggest question is about time management. How do I yeah. And it's funny, Jeff. People ask me, and they'll say things like, man, you get so much done. How do you get it all done? And I want to say, I don't have a clue about time management. So next question. <laughs> right. Well, the, the truth is 
we all struggle with that if we're honest with ourselves and and uh, if we're conscientious and want to do our best that should be a concern how we spend our time and i would say especially to a young guy who's just uh new to ministry that uh, you need to have a lot of communication with your elders. If you have elders, uh, you need or men who are leading in the congregation. You you, you need to make sure that uh, they feel good about how you use your time. And 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 there are times that churches, uh, you know, they they provide uh, a great guidance and leadership on how preachers should spend their time. They'll say, "We expect you to be in the office these times or or this much during the week." And if that's the case, then that'll That'll help a little bit. Yep. But for the most part, I would say that preachers have a lot of uh, a lot of opportunity to uh, to choose how they're going to use their time. Don't you think that's the case? For the yeah, most- and and some of Jeff is you know as simple as a simple statement of you know work hard and enlist others to be understanding in your efforts and let them know you're doing the best you can to work hard, and uh, that'll help a whole lot. But Jeff. Um, you know, I'm just glad we've got a job where we clock in at 8.30 every morning and clock out every evening at 4.30 and, and have an hour lunch break. I, I, that's just wonderful. Yeah, yeah that would be good. Yeah, I, I, we didn't get into preaching, the ministry, into youth ministry, preaching, whatever aspect of ministry it is. We didn't get in it. Surely no one got in it thinking this is an eight-to-five job. If you did... Uh, you know, go back to La La Land, you know, or a job where you work, you know, uh, one hour every Sunday and the rest of the time you're off. And if that's you, you know, please get out of preaching and do something else because you're giving the rest of us a bad reputation. Well, and if you're looking for a formula, uh, I just happen to have one for you. Uh, I didn't come up with this formula myself. And, uh, but I have used it through the years when, when I was uh, really, really a young preacher, uh, preaching it the Midway Church in Lawrence County, Alabama, back in the early 1980s, I took a class uh, at Southern Christian University. That tells you one one way to tell you how old I am. It was called Southern, I think that was five names ago, <laughs> Southern Christian University. And the professor for the class was Wendell Winkler. And I had had the privilege of hearing him preach a little bit. Uh, that'd be a great class. And so it was a week long, we drove down to Montgomery, Sunday night, started Monday morning, went till five o'clock Friday afternoon. And the title of the class was The Psychology of Communication. That's so, a fancy sounding title for a class, brother. That was a, you know, that was an academic title. And he stood up, I'll never forget the first day, and he said, I want to welcome you to this class. The title on the syllabus says The Psychology of Communication, but this class is titled The Preacher and His Work. And it was the greatest <laughs> week of my life up to that point. And uh, he talked about time management at length. And, and here's what Brother Winkler said. He said, uh, every preacher lives in three parts to the day. There are four parts to a day. We sleep in one part. We live in three parts. And he divided it into morning, uh, afternoon, and evening. And then he counted the night part, the time you're sleeping. And so if you're typical and if you sleep at night, you have three parts where you're waking uh, each day, morning, afternoon, and evening. And he said, no preacher should work in more than two parts to each day. You should have one of those parts off. And said, a lot of it will be determined by, number one, check with your elders and see how they feel about it. 
but a lot of it will be determined by uh, where you are, what stage you're in in your life. Uh, for instance, maybe you have um, uh, small children at home, and um, you want to spend some time with your children. If it's okay with your church, your elders, then take the morning and don't work in the morning. Stay at home in the morning and spend with your children, your wife and family, and um, then work in the afternoon, uh, come home for dinner, and then get your kids to bed if they're young, and then work at night. You may work from an office at home at night, study, but work at night. You may visit at night. Uh, said other times, you may work in the morning and night. You may take the afternoon off. Uh, if your children, maybe they have afternoon activities. Maybe they're in school and you want to pick them, be home when they get home from school. So you work in the morning and in the night. And then there are times that you may work in the morning and afternoon and not work at night. And he said, he talked about how his boys, when they were in high school, they played football and he never missed a football game. And so he would not work at night. And so that's kind of generally a breakdown there. But then he talked about specific hours, and we'll get to that in a minute. What do you, what do you want to add to that? Well, there's not a lot to add to that. I, I do think he actually said one thing you didn't say that, that I've heard you say he said, and that is that no healthy person, not just any healthy preacher, that no healthy person works all three of those segments of time, and that if they do, they're probably neglecting something in their life and that as a preacher, we have to model what we want. And a man that works, you know, from the time he wakes up to the time he goes to bed at night and never takes any time for his family or anything is not going to have a healthy family. And if we don't, if we model that in our families, we're not going to have a healthy family. We're not going to have a, a ministry through which to minister to. So, you know, that's, I think that would be the one thing that I would add to that. Right. And how, and, and he did talk about that and made the comment about how, you know, how am I going to get up and preach about uh, how to make sure I spend time with my wife and family if, I, if everybody knows I'm working all the time and I don't do that? People may joke about it. They may want you to work all the time, but they don't really mean that. So, uh, so then, then the, he talked about when he was in the office, he would break down his day and he would spend some time, uh, maybe two or three hours each day on a sermon, uh, maybe spend a time, an hour studying just reading material that wasn't sermonic in nature and, and, and then maybe set aside time if there were going to be meetings that you had to be a part of or uh, spend some time in visiting. Uh, but the key from, from once you understand the three parts of the day, the key is just being organized. And, um, and I've known preachers who every night they sit down and, and make out a schedule for the next day and, and try their best. Now, as preachers know, we don't always get to keep that schedule because a lot of interruptions and people, people, uh, um, events occur and things happen that we can't have any control over. Yeah, I do, I do that every night too. And then by the end of the day, I wonder, what, was, what happened to all those things I was going to do? So, right. I mean, you know, I guess one of the real keys we'd add here is that you do uh, have to have a, allow for a great deal of flexibility for ministry. Uh, not for play or for frivolous things, but for ministry. So if you say, hey, I'm going to today, you know, tomorrow morning I'm going to the office at 8 and 8 to 9, I'm going to, you know, pray and 9 to 10.30, I'm going to study for my sermon Sunday and then 10.30 to noon, I'm going to make phone calls and answer letters. Okay, that sounds really good. And then you get a phone call at 8.30 and somebody says, my husband just had a heart attack. Well, wait a minute, I've got time, I'm going to be busy. 
praying in the next 30 minutes. You know, you can't do that. You've got to make flexibility for ministry. And one of the things that I love most about ministry is that every week, every day is different with many adventures. But that's no reason, and you've said it well, Jeff, that's no reason to not at least plan your day and have, a, have an agenda. Here fly, here fly, plan on doing the time, you know, but, but be flexible about it. And I would say to this individual, this young preacher, that uh, you need to figure out what works best for you, you know, what works best for your family, what works best for your congregation. What, you know, what, just because something worked well for Wendell Winkler doesn't mean it's going to work well for everybody. So whatever works best for you, and you talk to your wife and your elders and people that you're close to and, and come up with a schedule, and, and, and if it doesn't work after a while, change it and try something different. Dale, I remember, um, and I know you, you will echo this, but I, I, I vividly remember thinking about uh, preacher uh, sermon uh, preparation. Our dad putting together sermons starting on Saturday night. Yes, regular. I always thought, I guess I thought for the longest that was the way it was supposed to be done, you know, and, and, uh, but he would often do that. And now looking back on it, my guess is, he probably did that because he was so busy every other day and every other night during the week. He didn't have the time to, to do that. Uh, and, and, and it worked for him as well. Yeah, it worked for him. Uh, now, if you're a you're kind of preacher who is going to be heavily involved in ministry, there's a lot of risk you're taking there because, you know, we had a situation here where, you know, I got a call on Saturday night at 6 o'clock and um, – Two of our young men had been involved in a tragic accident. They both passed away that night. But the problem was, uh, not a problem, but the issue was we drove for three hours Saturday night, got to the hospital about 10 o'clock, and got home about 7 uh, on Sunday morning in time to take a shower and go to the church building. So if I had not had my sermon prepared beforehand, you would not drink. Well, actually, I guess I changed the sermon anyway. Because of that occasion. But, but you, you can't always know. Like you said, things change from day to day, and you don't always know what's going to happen. So, And there are going to be weeks where you're going to, you know, there are going to be weeks where you're going to live at the hospital. You're going to have situations where, you know, somebody in the church is seriously ill at the point of death, and you end up there four days, and you spend a good part of, you know, and that's just the way it is. You have weeks where there'll be, you know, two weddings and a funeral. You know, you have weeks where, where you know you'll have all sorts of counseling. There'll be some some big some will blow up, and you'll spend all your time in counseling. And 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 if you know you've got to be very very flexible about it. Uh, but as you said, you, you develop your patterns and everything. And uh, you know I I, I remember Jeff uh, going to college and uh, hearing one of our teachers belittle what he called one night wonders. He talked about preachers who wait till Saturday to get their sermons together. You remember that? They used to bother me. I always knew Dad preached to go to sermon together on Saturday night. I thought, you know, that's not very good, Dad. <laughs> yeah. They've been all right. My thought was obviously they hadn't heard our dad preach, but uh, <laughs> anyway. But well, Dale, we could talk a long time about time management. And, and of course, I want to be clear to say to anybody listening to this, we certainly feel like we have all the answers. And, and I'm not sure I would necessarily recommend a lot of preachers to try to do time into the way I've done it because I don't know that I've done it very well, but uh, I would say that whatever works for you is the key, whatever works for you and your family. And, and your leadership, you know, 
know, consult with them pretty regularly. And, you know, y'all pleased with the work and the way I'm doing it and my time management, what do you suggest? And, you know, seek their input. And it's hard for them to, it's going to be hard for them to discipline you if they've been involved in the making of your schedule. Yeah. Say, we want you to make 40 visits a week. Well, all right. This week, figure it out. Yeah, and so, and some of again, some of that can be de determined as you go to a congregation. And uh, so, uh, how do you like that to segue to the next question, Dave? So I'm asking for question number two. I'm going to read it. You answer okay. this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Go I'm ahead. asking various ministers what they would uh, want to ask an eldership in the interview process. What are some things that you think are especially important to find out? Okay, those, that, is, that is a great question, and, and you're talking about time management. Jeff, I think I get this one about as much as I get the time management question. You know, when, when I'm interviewing, what I ask, and I remember, Jeff, uh, 25 years or so ago, I was ready to move, and uh, you, were, you had moved a year or so before, and you had all these questions and everything, pages of them. I don't know where you've gotten them from, but uh, I've got them, and I collected them, I added to it and everything. And then the next time you moved, you said, I don't even ask anything. I think <laughs> you blew that up. I doubt it was anything. <laughs> okay. First of all, obviously, you know, you need to ask what the deal breakers are. Um, you know, it may be for you and, and I'm, I'll do it the other, this way. I'm going to wear a tie every time I preach. That may be the way you feel. And you may think, I, I believe it's wrong to not wear a tie. You can believe that if you want to. I believe it's wrong to not wear a tie. Now, if that eldership then says, uh, we, don't, we really don't want a preacher wear a tie, then that could be a deal breaker. Or I believe you ought to preach out of the ASV translation of the Bible. And the eldership says, we really think that, you know, we bought a few Bibles that are ESV. And, and they say, no, we want you to use that. And, and you are insisting on this as best you can. Find out what the deal breakers are for you and, and know what those are so that you don't go into a situation where three months in you find out, oh, they believe this and I didn't believe that uh, on a major issue. Now, you can't cover every issue, but I say a major issue, something you would say is this is essential. Then I want to know a few things about them. I want to know, Jeff, how they make decisions. You know, what the process through which they go about making decisions. Um, you know, do, does, does one man rule? Is, is one guy in that room and he's the guy and whatever he says, all the other elders fall behind them. Uh, does it have to be unanimous when they make a decision? This, you know, can, can, uh, can they, uh, can, can they disagree and still live together? Um, those sorts of questions I want to know is, is, is everybody's voice in there equal? equal? Uh, you know, if you don't have that one man can hold the whole eldership, whole church hostage to his opinion. Well, and, and that's true, and, and these questions are more uh, almost personality-type questions, the personality of the eldership, and, and I think that's important to find that out as much as you can. And if it's possible, I would say on some of these questions, um, you know, talk to a previous preacher or talk to somebody else who is on staff now and get their feeling about that, um, uh, because these are questions that deal with the personality of the eldership. You kind of want to find out their temperament and right. the kind of people you want to work with. Right. Of course, there are some other things along that line that you, you've uh, got it down here. I want you to mention those. Uh, but I would say 
in addition to some of these, we need to you need to talk about since we've talked about time management today. What 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 do you expect of me as far as time? Um, do you expect me to be in the office? Do you you expect me to be out visiting? What do you expect me to do with my time? And if that's not all in the job description that they've already given you, you need to find all of that out. Um, you know, uh, am I am I going to be expected to teach classes regularly and uh, am I going to be doing all the preaching regularly or what, what is my role? Uh, you need to talk about, um, uh, of course, I think you ought to discuss doctrinal issues uh, that are the key doctrinal issues in your mind. If, if they have already brought those up and have it, had a discussion about that. And that kind of spiritual issues as well, Jeff. I mean, you know, are they, are they men of prayer? I mean, you're going to kind of be watching this and knowing it. Uh, do they, do they care about your family or, you know, they even mentioned, you know, you know, or, or do they overly care about the role that your wife's going to play the point you feel like they're hiring her too. And those are important questions. Yes. Yeah. yeah. What are some others, Dale, that you have? You know, I want to know, uh, do I meet with them? Uh, now that's not important. Some preachers, I don't want to meet with elders. And if you don't, then that's important. They say, we expect you to meet with us. Or some preachers want to meet with the elders. You know, do, do I meet with you when you meet? Do you make decisions when I'm present or when I'm absent? Um, and, and I think one that's really important to me anyway is, you know, do you like each other outside of this room? You know, not, not you know, best chums or anything, but do you enjoy each other? Can you know, Are you Christians to each other away from the hard decisions you're going to have to deal with? Uh, I want to know how they handle it when an issue is brought to them. You know, how do you handle it? And some issue comes, is your immediate reaction to be angry and mean and, and, you know, or do you treat them like a shepherd treating a sheep that's got some issue or something? How do you handle issues brought before you? Jeff, any comments you want to throw Well, in? well I would say that um, some of these questions are not right and wrong answers. Yes. Some of them, like you said about, uh, do I meet with you? Well, there's not a right or wrong answer to that. That's, that's, that's what, what does the eldership want and what do you want? And, uh, I went. I was one time went to a church, and and they said uh, we don't let the preacher come in our meetings, and uh, they were asking me about possibly working with them, and I just said to them, I said I understand that's the way you feel, but I can't work in a situation as a preacher where I'm not at least invited to or allowed to attend meetings from time to time. I'm not saying I've got to be there for the entire three-hour meeting, or I've got to be there every time, but if you say we never let the preacher come, that's a problem for me. Yeah. Now that, that may work fine for the previous preacher, and that may work fine for the preacher they're going to hire, but that won't work fine for me. And so, Our friend Marlon Conley, who we both love and respect and who obviously was exceptionally effective wherever he preached, he did not want to be in any elders meeting. In fact, I think Andy told me one time he had never been in, a, in an elders meeting unless he was called in there to talk about a specific thing. And that's just a difference in mentality, but you need to know what works for you. Right, right. And okay. then there are other things like, uh, you know, what do you, what do you do in the life of the church? Are you, are do you involved in Bible studies? Are you soldiers? Do you counsel families? Uh, are you a, uh, how do you handle criticism of the preacher? That's a big one. How, how do you handle criticisms that, are, that when people come to you and they've got a complaint about me as a preacher, how are you going to handle that? Uh, and uh, come. Right, right. So, so all of these are good questions. And, and uh, I would definitely, if I were going into a job interview, 
I would definitely have the questions down that I want to have covered. And some of them you may not have to ask because they'll cover them for you before you get there. But I would have down everything I wanted to ask. And, and uh, I would make sure, you know, th this is the interview that I don't leave anything out that's important to me. Well, uh, and a couple other things, Jeff, real quickly here. I want to know what they do for a living and what they've done for a living if they're retired. Uh, I want to know what their wives do. That helps you know, and you know what kind of you know are they well-rounded group of people? Or are they just all the same in every way? You know, if everyone I'm a school teacher, that might be an issue. Everyone engineers, that might be an issue. Uh, I want to know what books they read other than just the Bible, and who has influenced them in their life, and things like that. There's a whole lot more, Jeff, we could talk about, and hopefully some of this is useful. That's right, and and I again. Uh, I would say when you go into an interview, you make sure that you know every question you're going to ask. Make sure you, you have it down and don't leave anything that's important to you unasked. I've, I've, I've seen situations, Dale, where a preacher had something in his mind and it wasn't covered in the meeting and then it came up later on and it became a real issue. So make sure you cover everything you want covered. Our guy says, man, I wish I'd asked this. Well, hindsight's always twenty twenty. But as much as possible, know that. And, um, you know, if, if something comes up in the meeting that's not on your list of questions and you think, that sounded unusual, ask for clarification. Um, don't get into a situation where three months down the road you wish you'd ask for it. Do your best to kind of know then. Yeah, and if you're, if you're not sure what they said, <laughs> if you didn't understand it, you ask them to clarify. Yeah. You don't want to go into a job not being sure. Jeff, you've gone into overtime today. Okay, well – we get paid extra then for this. All right. I'll make sure I catch you a larger check this week for your work. Uh, all right. Well, Dale, it's been a joy to be with you today as it always is. And we appreciate people who, all the people who listen and who tune in. And again, if you have a question that you'd like for us to cover, uh, the address is TJI at the Jenkins Institute.com. And we would be glad to discuss your question on a future program. Uh, thank you again for being with us. Hope to, you'll join us next week on our podcast. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you is our prayer for you.